So the formality, which is the major topic in this session. So we want error-free. We use proofreading for that. Now, turning our minds to formal language, we typically talk in third person, and so we uh, avoid first and second person, I, we, us. Having said that, there are exceptions, but it's something that we need to be mindful. The standard or the most common convention is to use third person language. It gives writing a feeling of formality and objectivity. And we're all about persuasion. Another point on language is that we, to keep things formal, we avoid casual language. So cliches, now there can be exceptions, but generally we avoid cliches because then they're just too informal. They make our the formality of our work, they, they intrude on, on that. Um, another one, and it's a common error, is overstating things. And we do this very often with absolute terms, saying things like always. We've got to be very careful about these absolute terms like always. What about the exceptions? It's a dangerous thing to overstate and it undermines the credibility of our work. In the world of essays, at least, more often than not, you can have arguments that are strongly supported, but saying that you've proven something can be a real pitfall with essays. Think scientifically and the formality of that. These days, weather forecasters are likely to put a probability on whether it will rain or not rain and a probability on how much rain may come. We can't predict the future. This is a good example because we've got to have this thinking. Too often do I see in essays that this proves this. We avoid that. I completely agree, Chris. Um, it's interesting because it, it connects to what you're talking about in relation to choice of language. You've got alternative. You know, this proves this, well, this suggests this. Um, it's just uh, another word that means that we're not making a categorical statement when we don't have all the evidence. Um, we're, we're, we're putting forward a theory or a hypothesis. And so we're, we're building a case. But you could argue it from the other direction. And so we've got to leave room for that because if we're overstating our case, we lose our credibility, as you say. And then when that, once that's gone, then you know it, 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 the other quality parts of your work and the research you've done are probably not viewed in in enough of a you know beneficial light as perhaps they should be. So that's a really, really you know a really good um, point to make or a pitfall to identify. It's just to keep it real, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. An example. We're talking about conflict and we might talk about assertive behaviour in communication as a good way for managing and minimising conflict. We can argue the merits of assertive behaviour in managing conflict or minimising conflict. If we were to take the view or try to argue an essay 
along the lines of assertive behaviour will always, or even leave always out, will overcome conflict. You're saying that this thing called assertive behaviour is a guarantee and you will have no trouble with conflict in your life. Well, that's too big a claim and to make. we all know that's not true. We all know it's not true. We all know it's not true. But um, it is something to be aware of because it does appear often in essays. And what we're trying to do here is look at the common pitfalls. Where do people go wrong? We can learn from that. That's why we're talking about it. Mm. So that's one to avoid. I wanted to add there, Chris... Um appropriate use of paragraphing Um, not batching all your ideas together sometimes some very high quality written work is all pushed together Um, it's really important to imagine the reader is trying to understand your work and the way that it's set out you want to set it out in a way that helps the reader to consume or to, to, to absorb what you're trying to say um, so paragraphing is um, very rarely overused you know, and a lot of people are quite good at it naturally but if you're one of those people who puts a lot of ideas and thoughts into the same paragraph just have a think about breaking your work up. It is a common pitfall and it's a habit that we can break. If you see a long paragraph that's a red flag because if it's a long paragraph that's probably what's happened most times so yeah we do want to sequence and separate out our ideas charting a course i like what you've said there all bunched in together too many things happening in one thing people often give advice on this and say well one paragraph per idea or main idea yeah, that's right. Yeah. And some topics call for headings and subheadings. And if that's appropriate for the type of writing that you do, that helps you to organise your ideas and thoughts as well because everything has, uh, you know, if you've got headings and subheadings, then everything has its place in your essay. Look, that is a great idea in many cases. And perhaps this is starting to change a little bit. The tradition with essays has been that you don't use headings. And students will come to me and say, well, Chris, can I use headings? I think, well, yes, use headings because they are very helpful in organising your thoughts and ideas and having it signposted. If you're studying a subject and you should find this out, are we permitted to use headings, yes or no? In the no case, and this is common or has been common with the traditional essay, you simply take the headings out when you submit the final draft. What a great idea. Thank you. One that I think that is so important, it, it has to be included here. I've talked about avoiding the absolute terms, and we know why. Another one, avoid with language, is sometimes called, I'll just start with the technical terms, Carl, hyperbole or hyperbole. And what we're talking about here is exaggeration. And a part of exaggeration is adjectives. And we need to use adjectives very carefully. And we don't want to use highly loaded adjectives. Generally, we are careful with 
adjectives. They, once again, they undermine the formality of our work. So, for example, Marx has a fantastic idea when he says X, Y and Z about society. The word fantastic doesn't belong. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so the idea will speak for itself. You just introduce it. We're talking about this kind of formal writing. That's it, Card. We don't we avoid informal writing this dressing up. Yeah, we avoid absolute terms because we don't want to overstate. If we start saying something is fantastic, we're running into the into that kind of territory. Yeah.